Hey, what's happening? It's the one o'clock hour Ward Wrestling Live. Uh, again, thank you for all your support out there, everybody. I do appreciate it. Uh, we're here with another uh, amazing coach and wrestler in our sport out of the uh, hotbed of Pennsylvania. He's up on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, he's the owner and coach of South Hills Wrestling Club, uh, highly involved in the Mount Le Lebanon youth programs up there. He was a high school state champ at PA. He was a 2007 All-American at the University of Pitt. He also coached eight seasons there uh, at his alma mater, so that's pretty cool. And uh, now his main focus is uh, youth and club coaching as he's got two young boys or girls or kids. I don't know. My, my, I, have, I have three kids. I got two, two boys and a girl, but yeah, two, my two boys wrestle. My daughter has no interest, but she loves hanging out and uh, making yeah. a mess of the wrestling room and getting glitter everywhere. So, yeah, she's, she's around. Perfect. So there you go. He's got kids that are wrestling. That's his focus. And he's here with us, Coach Matt Kocher. Did I say that right? I hope I uh, said Co that. Coker, it's that dang German spelling. But, yeah. Coker. Ah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. We had a Hurricanes coach down in South Florida named Coker. But he got yeah. run out of town. But that's no all right. Well, Coach, yeah. thanks so much for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's one of those, I've had two days with Pittsburgh guys. So this is great, um, man. So are we seeing the, uh, are we seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here? What's going on with the, with the quarantine you mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I hope, um, you know, our County at least is in what's called a green phase. So we went from red, yellow, green in our state and our County is now in green. So things are opening back up. Wrestling's kind of the last frontier. You know, the hard part is we can't get any schools yet. Even my club I run, um, it's actually in a church. Um, and so they've been, they've been good. They're, they're working with me. We're kind of working through with USA wrestling and CDC guidelines to get back in there. Um, but you know, the demographic of, of the churchgoers are like that target age group of, of people that are affected. So they're, they're a little nervous about it rightfully. So, um, but other clubs in the area are open back up. There's some opportunities. Martial arts gyms are open back up. So I'm hopeful, you know what, my son and his three friends last night, we did it. We took, I took a mat. We rolled it out in one of the parks here. We did an outdoor practice. So you get creative. It was fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, and I'm sure, you know, you roll it out in the park. As you start going, kids are probably coming out of their houses. Hey, can we roll in? <laughs> that's the hope, right? That's the hope. You know, that's the benefit of doing stuff. You know, a lot of colleges are doing the outdoor wrestle-offs and practicing the quad and stuff. And, you know, in our community, we, we try to do, you know, I'm kind of crazy with recruiting and stuff, but you know, I want to, I think like that sometimes, you know, we do a Halloween parade every year. I want to get a, I want to get a float and get a mat on it and have it rolling down our main street, you know, and have practice that way. But yeah, not, not a bad secondary to having an outdoor practice is exposure. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. That seems uh, a lot of fun. And I see that uh, I, I saw those uh, somebody posted yesterday that they're going to have a beat the streets in Chicago. And it looked like it was some loaded, some oh, loaded matches. Yeah. Uh, Interesting matches too. Yeah. Yeah, the one guy uh, that's going to go against Lugo, isn't he now an associate coach or something? Volunteer coach over at Pitt? I don't know where he's at now. I mean, he just graduated, right? But I don't, I don't know what, uh, what he's up to. But yeah, they got the uh, young guys. They got some older guys that are kind of coming back. So I thought it was, you know, not your normal competition. They, they, made, they made it interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. and names you know. So good yep. for them. Put no the doubt. sport back on TV. No um, so you've got you've got your uh, you've got your main focus down there. You've got your South Hills Wrestling Club, and then you have uh, obviously you do a lot there in Mount Lebanon with their youth program. Uh, yeah. So t talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know what, coaching youth is a new challenge for me. I think um, with my background, I was All American at Pitt. 
I coached um, at Pitt for a number of seasons and then went right into coaching youth um, because my kids got involved. And, you know, a, a lot of the coaches around me were like, oh, you're going to be so good. You just, you know, th- there's a lot of expectation. And it's like, I, I know nothing about coaching youth wrestling, you know? So <laughs> it was kind of starting all over. And, and, you know, I've heard it said vice versa. When you go to the college level after high school, you have to relearn the sport. You relearn all the basics, you relearn everything. And I'd say the same when you go from coaching college kids at that level and then coming back to coaching six and eight year olds, um, you kind of got to relearn everything and go back in time and trying to remember what it was like learning the sport. And it's hard. You know, I I lean on a lot of the new families and like, you know, you guys know nothing. Like I forget that sometimes I take it for granted that like when I say an underhook, they have no idea what I'm talking about, you know? So it's been a fun thing relearning and and starting from ground zero. And also kind of like a, I feel a lot of pressure, right? Like starting from ground zero, what a unique thing to take, something that's never been exposed to the sport. All right, where do we start and where do we go from there? So I'd say every year, um, this was my third season doing it. Every year I've changed a little bit and I've gotten a little better at it. So. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I would imagine that um, the stuff that you're teaching youth, you've seen, you've seen that have to be at a different level in college. So maybe like I talked to you guys, your college coaches, you say, when you get to college, it's like we got to teach hand fighting because hand fighting is huge yeah, positioning. at the college level. So now going back to youth, is that something that you're like, OK, I'm going to focus these little kids on on hand fighting because I know how important it is at the next level. So for sure, when I got out of college, I thought I was going to be able to fast track kids to being great. Um, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know, <it's> just, <laughs> and, and there's levels, there's levels of technique. And, and so like. My thought is why not just teach the best stuff right away and skip all that, all the, all the kind of BS for lack of a better term, but it's just different. It's different feels. You don't get the same feel. You don't get the same, you know, for instance, youth level, you shoot a single leg, um, totally different tactics than college. Cause in college, you gotta be ready for them to do a shin wizard. You gotta be ready for them to spin. You gotta be ready for them to dive over the top. You'll be ready for at our level. That's not it. And our kids have no muscles. So for them to pick a leg up and put it in the air like I want them to, it takes a lot of coordination. It takes a lot of strength that they just don't quite have yet. So you see them put their head in the ground, they spin and circle the backside. And, and that's the number one finish of youth wrestling because there's no wrestler and there's no muscles. And I wanted to skip that part and just be like, no, you watch Jordan Burroughs. He grabs a leg, he picks it up in the air, but <laughs> it, it takes years to get there. So there's levels. So we're working on it. We're working on it, but yeah. I, well, I think even at the level you're at, I, I had, um, the head coach at your alma mater on. And he said that uh, he was in the finals one year that he lost to Ben Askren and he thought he had him in a move and the guy got to another level. And he said, that's when I, I realized, well, I'm, I'm pretty good at this, but there's levels to this game, even at that level. And he had to yeah. teach himself. So Keith, Keith has a good mind for wrestling, you know, uh, Keith Gavin, that, that match with Ben Askren was an awesome match. It was a chance to go back and rewatch it. Askren at the time was, he was the the dominator of our sport right he was like the figure of our sport he was pinning everybody at like 30 some pins and he had just finished his semifinal match against the kid from iowa and in his his press conference afterwards he was basically talking smack on iowa how he was running from him the whole match and he was stalling and then in the finals keith got askren dinged with a stall call and was putting the heat on him so it was, it was we were on the edge of our seat man we were ready to storm the mat if he beat him but um he was in a position to until he got in that that situation he, he kind of got forced into having it having to try that shin wizard tilt. Um, a lot of people in PA call it a Jonesy tilt, but he had to try it and um, end up getting put on his back and lost the match there. But yeah. Yeah. And then he said, he goes, man, I, that just made me realize that even at this high level, there's 
other levels and that guy just went to another level yeah. uh, and i guess in wrestling he said you guys can kind of feel when you're wrestling somebody you can you can feel when you have them or you can feel when the energy is out or you can feel when they kind of give up little tell oh you're always looking for that my junior high coach my junior high coach used to say there's a there's everybody has an off button and you just got to find it <laughs> you know you got to find it where it is and, and what point it is and you're always yeah when you're in the tie-up you're listening to their breathing when you walk out about when you got a balance you're going back to the center you watch their body language it's it's so important no yeah doubt. it's amazing so uh you're doing a lot of things you guys are having a lot of great uh great wrestlers come out of your area you guys are doing a good job with that man what what makes pa wrestling so good what makes it i mean the best of the best yeah so it's the best no doubt about it um i uh and we're in pittsburgh so i grew up in central pennsylvania um, where Penn state is great, but the, the, the rest is just, it's sparsely populated compared to Pittsburgh. So, um, there's just more people out here, but Pittsburgh is, is the best wrestling area in the country. And, um, I didn't understand it growing up. You know, I just lived there. I lived in Pennsylvania. I understood I, my goal was to win a high school state championship. I did it. Um, I'd wrestle national events and coming from PA, you know, they carried some clout and you go to college and all the kids that I was wrestling high school with were having success in college and you, you see it, but I didn't really notice it till a few years ago, really. I didn't really have a great answer for you until a few years ago. And I was recruiting um, at Pitt. We recruited so local. You know, when I first started coaching at Pitt, our recruiting budget was $11,000 um, to give you some insight. And so, you know, when you have an official visit, you bring people in, you wine and dine them. You can run through a thousand bucks pretty easy. Now, if I got to fly to Iowa, I'm spending a thousand bucks myself just to go meet the family. Right. So um, that money was spent recruiting Western Pennsylvania kids, which was great because our, our families were involved in all that stuff. But, you know, every once in a while we go out and we go, we go somewhere and I was recruiting a kid from Wisconsin and I flew out there and I was meeting his family and hanging out. And we got on this very topic and he said, you know, it's hard here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, um, there might be one or two all Americans that are actively coaching, you know, at the youth level or whatever, you know, it might've been more than that, but it was a handful of guys, you know, that were coaching. And literally I go to the, the grocery store here, which we have giant Eagle and I might run into an all American. You know, I, in my little town I live in, you know, we have a four-time All-American. Um, you know, that, uh, we got Mark Bodo's a three-time All-American who lives over the hill. You know, it's just, they're all over the place. It's a dime a dozen. You know, you see Callfly, you're walking around. And so it's just- Yeah, Drew, Drew Headley said that yesterday. He said, <clears throat> man, I can walk down the street in Pittsburgh and I see three All-Americans walking down the other side. So I think it's a couple things. I think one, um, so if you look at it now, like there's always tournaments going on every weekend, but we're not, we're not unique in that way anymore. There's a lot of places that have a lot of opportunities to compete. We are unique in that. Like, so myself, I'm a division one, all American. I coached at Pitt, um, for, for eight years and, uh, and you know, anyways, went pretty far with the sport and I'm not unique. If you go to our youth state tournament, I'm talking eight year olds through 12 year olds. There's a dozen of us on the floor walking around, you know, Tyler Nauman, a guy that was a two-time All-American, two-time semifinalist at Pitt, he coaches youth wrestling in our area. You know, there's, there's guys, you know, and obviously Jody Stripmatter at Young Guns and, and, and Jim Akeley at Quest, and, and those are clubs. But then you have your rec programs that have phenomenal high-level coaches. And so there's a great exposure. There's also a generational talent. So dad wrestled, grandpa wrestled, and it feeds off itself. Um, and you know, the steel sharpened steel thing is real. We got a lot of little kids here that are pushed hard from a young age. Um, and winning is very important in, in the, in the, in the, especially, you know, rural areas of Western Pennsylvania, winning youth wrestling is very important. You're fighting through 
grandmas and uncles and aunts to get just into the gym just to get to see a spot that's swarmed by people um screaming at you know nine ten year olds to win this wrestling match so good yeah. and bad there's good wrestling here yeah I, I spoke to a a coach um last week and he's down in i guess it would be southeast he's right outside of philly yeah and um he's from ohio and now he's coaching at a at a pennsylvania yeah. school yeah <clears throat> and i asked him another good area yeah yeah and i asked him about the difference and he goes you know what <clears throat> excuse me he goes being an ohio kid and an ohio guy i was always ohio oh, wrestling is is the best and he said, I'm going to catch a lot of flag for this, but now coaching the last couple of years in PA, it's just, and he said, not just PA, this whole like tri-state area of PA, yeah. Brazil, whatever, yeah. is just yeah. insane. He said, the wrestling is just different level. He said, especially the ground and pound, I guess kind of big down there where, uh, um, yeah. And uh, top game and stuff. But yeah, he, he mentioned the same thing. He said, man, I, I couldn't believe the yeah, a lot of depth you know you, you look at the, the high school state tournament and there's there's really good homes that are, there are really good kids sorry that are sitting <clears> home <throat> that that second weekend of march that didn't make it you know and it's it's not uncommon i mean it's uh you know you talk to drew headley he's a great example he's assistant coach at pitt his senior year of high school he did not make the state tournament two years later he's an all-american you know so that the depth is just insane um and yeah. there's, a, there's a number of stories like that yeah, it's, and, and you know, you hear that from those Ohio coaches, too. It's like uh, the drip, the drip in Pennsylvania and Ohio and New Jersey is like, if you can just get your pan under there and catch, catch yeah. the drops coming off the side of the, sure. you're still getting all Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So, so you were an athlete and a coach at Pitt. Uh, it had to be pretty cool. Uh, uh, how, yeah. first of all, it must have been awesome to be a wrestler in your state and go to a, a local school like that it's a, from uh, from learning yesterday it's it's the largest and highly academic wise uh, public school in the nation if if my illiterate just got that out right but <laughs> it's a great public school. yeah i think yeah. i think everybody knew what i said and yeah. then to go back and coach it um i i was asking those guys yesterday they you know it's not it's it's uncommon to have a full coaching staff that's all alma mater and you sure. guys have that at Pitt and, and have had that at Pitt. And yeah, it's been the family. It's amazing, yeah. man. I, I, what, what just, what makes everybody want to come back and coach there and be there? And what's that atmosphere like? I mean, it must be amazing. It's unique. I mean, you know what, what drew me to Pitt? Um, I grew up in, I grew up at Penn state. I could, you know, I could ride my bike. up. Can you hear me? I'm kind of getting some back. Uh, something's going on. Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, good. Um, I, grew up, I grew up in State College, so great wrestling area. I was so fortunate, the timing of when I grew up there. Um, I didn't grow up under the Kale Sanderson area, era, but there was still – I had phenomenal coaches from youth the whole way up, and I had access to Penn State, and they were always so good to me. Even when I, even when I decided to go to Pitt and we had that kind of hard conversation um, that I was leaving and going to Pitt, you know, they were always welcoming to me in the summer when I'd come back, and they were great, great people. Um, Troy Sunderland and Coach Hart and – John Hughes and Ross Thatcher and, you know, a slew of other Penn State people that were there at the time were, were awesome. Um, then, but when it came time to decide, it just was, there was a couple factors, but really at the end of the day, it just seemed like it was like the easy way. It was just kind of continuation of high school for me to just kind of go and continue. And there was some of that. I always dreamed about doing it, you know, which is crazy. That was my dream growing up wrestling at Rec Hall. Um, 
But when it came time to decide, I was like, I want to check out something else. And I really wasn't recruited that heavily other places. I think partially because I lived in Penn State. I think it was kind of assumed. I had I had three high school teammates that had already decided to go there um, and I was going to follow their, their steps. But, you know, I actually reached out to Pitt. I had a, a really strong mentor, Chad Dubin, wrestled for Penn State. And um, is my dog barking? Can you hear her? We good? All right. Yeah. Let me know if you hear yapping too much. I hear in the back. Yeah. But anyways, Chad Newman was a huge mentor for me in high school. He was a volunteer assistant and he was just like a selfless individual that, you know, he was the guy that six o'clock in the morning was pushing me and showed me what it was like to be a state champ, basically. And um, at that time, I he had a friend, Sonny Abe, who was a four-time All-American at Penn State. He was a national champ. And when I was a little kid, I watched him wrestle at Rec Hall. And so he was coaching at Pitt at the time. And I actually called him and said, hey, I'm interested in checking out Pitt. And, um, and he, you know, basically got set up through there. It wasn't so easy. Sonny's Japanese. And so for my 18 year old self, I had a really hard time understanding him. So my rule was on the phone, I would say what three times. And by the third time I'd just say, okay, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Sonny Abe is basically the reason I came to Pitt. Um, and I went out and I visited it and I love the city. I, I, I love the fact it was in an urban environment. It was just so different from what I was used to. There were city buses, there was the Pittsburgh pirates and the sports teams and, everything, the griminess of a city, the beauty of a city. I just, I loved um, all of that compared to where I was from. It was just so different and exciting and new. And so I ended up coming to Pitt and, and um, before I got to Pitt, Sonny Abe left. So I always tell kids like, Hey, do not choose a school for the assistant coach, you know, <laughs> um, but I didn't choose it just for him. Um, he was crazy. He worked really hard and I, I love that about him. And that's what I thought I needed. So that's kind of why I did it. But um, coach Stottlemyre, Randy Stottlemyre was a head coach at Pitt for 34 years here and just one of the best human being, human beings you would ever meet. Um, and I'm so glad I got to, you know, actually, so when Sonny left Pitt, it was about a week before I was supposed to come to Pitt. He called me and said, Hey, I'm not coming back to coach. Um, I had just placed both styles at Fargo. I was excited to come back and, and wrestle at Pitt and, and he just called me and said, I'm not coming back. And I literally called my mom. I was in North Carolina at the time visiting my dad. I called my mom and said, Hey, I'm going to walk on to Penn state it's too late. Scholarships are gone. I just, I want, I'm, I'm not going to pit, you know, I'm leaving my mom, my grandma, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, um, to go to pit. And it was for Sonny basically. And he wasn't there. So I was going to walk on to Penn state coach Stoudemire called me, talked to me, um, you know, a little more scholarship money didn't hurt, but, um, <laughs> you know, I just, I found out he was a great guy and Jason Peters was, was, uh, the assistant at the time. And then Carl Fraunhofer was national finalist and they, they brought him on board and great people great mentors. I, I had an awesome relationship with those guys as an athlete. They really took care of me and helped me grow up as a person. Um, and that was Coach Domar's thing, above and beyond wrestling. He wanted us to graduate and be good people. And so it, it was an awesome experience for me as a student athlete. I, I loved my time at Pitt. I loved my teammates. Um, Keith and Drew were really close to me. Keith Gavin and Drew Headley were both all Americans. And we, we went through it together. You know, it was really neat to have other people that shared um, my passion and our passion. And we just want to be national champs, you know, to a flaw. We didn't really care about anything else. We just wanted to win like they're, you know, kids earmuffs for this one, but you know, you're walking around school and they're showing you all the school and the study center and the, I'm like, great. Is there a wrestling room? You know, that's all I, all I want. And um, so we, 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 we dedicated our, our four or five, five years. We all, we had this, all, all three of us had the same plan. We wrestled two years, red shirted, wrestled another two years. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, Drew and I were all Americans. Keith was a national champ. So at least one of us got a title and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and, and you obviously, have fell in love with the town because you're still there. So I moved back um, and I, I had an opportunity to, to stay on and coach right after I was done. 
my, my girlfriend at the time had sacrificed a lot so I could pursue my wrestling. Um, she was kind of waiting for me. You know, I took a fifth year victory lap. She graduated from Penn state in three and a half years and was ready to be a teacher. And, um, she was like, I want to move back to state college. She had been waiting for me. She actually moved to Pittsburgh and got her, um, she started her graduate school at Pitt while I was finishing my undergrad. And she was like, I want to move back. And I said, okay, you know, you've done enough of fall. And she was at every tournament. She was at Midland. She was at Vegas. She was at nationals. She didn't miss. Um, she was really supportive. So I said, okay, let's move back. You know, nine months later, we moved back to Pittsburgh and I ended up coaching at Pitt. So um, <laughs> you can't go home again. And that's a true thing. We wanted to go back to Pitt or state college and be around family. And after living in the city, it was just not a knock. State college is beautiful. It's a great, you know, great place to spend four years, but it is small. And if you're not at Penn state, you're a grandpa at 23 years old. And uh, you know, it just felt claustrophobic compared to the city. So yeah, we moved back to, to Pitt. I ended up coaching at Pitt um, under coach Stoudemire for five years. Yeah, five or six years, then under Coach Peters for, for two, two or three years. So, and now you've got your own club there. Now you're coaching your kids there. Um, yeah. You've already you spoke earlier. I was going to ask you about college versus club coaching, but when we spoke about everything earlier, you already kind of touched on that. But yeah, I think I think the big thing now is coaching your two boys, right? Talk about that. Talk about how how awesome it is now to uh, yeah. to be focusing on them and watching them come up. It's awesome for me, and I got to be careful not to push my agenda on them too much, you know, cause I love wrestling. Obviously it's an unhealthy obsession for me, but I, um, I, I, I maybe healthy one, but nonetheless, it's a big part of my life. And I, I gotta be careful not to push that onto them. I want them to be able to choose. I watched a lot of kids. I, I fortunately didn't, my dad didn't wrestle. My brother didn't wrestle. Um, my mom, if at any time I ever wanted to quit wrestling, she would have not even thought twice about it. It'd been fine. You know, so I, I truly had the freedom of choice to do it. And I want them to have it, um, which is a tricky thing when your dad's the coach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got to be careful. But it's funny. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. You know, Drew Headley and I, quick story, Drew and I, you know, with wrestling, it spans both semesters. You don't get any time off. There's no Thanksgiving, very little Thanksgiving, very little Christmas, very little New Year's. There's zero spring break. You know, our spring break, we train and then we'd have nationals. Um, Drew and I, our senior year, we never had a spring break. So we took our own spring break. The week after nationals, we got back on that Sunday, that Monday, we flew to Hawaii and we took a week and we had it there. So, but it's funny. I remember this conversation because he reminded me of it. You know, we were talking about what we we're going to do next. I was done wrestling. Um, I figured I'd given enough of my, my life to it and I was ready to move on from competition. The freestyle rules back then were horrible um, compared to where they are now. They were terrible rules in my opinion. And, and most people would agree. Drew was going to continue on competing. And so I was like talking, I already have my, my girlfriend who I was going to marry in a, you know, 18 months from there, I was going to marry and, and we had our life planned out. And I was like, you know, in eight years, I'm going to be coaching youth at the youth state tournament, you know, my son and um, kind of joking, but Drew and I talked two years ago and it's like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know, I'm coaching my <laughs> son and we're trying to, trying to do that. So it is really special for me. Um, I'm fortunate that both of my boys, um, they love it. My older boy really loves it. You know, an example when nationals were, he wanted to go to nationals. We went last year. He wanted to go to NCAAs and they were canceled. Um, he printed out the brackets and he filled them out by hand, you know, each round, each match It's 640 matches, you know, he filled <laughs> out by hand with a score and how it was going to go. And wow. Um, so he, he's into it. It's fun to be into it. He, he, he's a, he's a fan. My younger boy, he, he's six, who knows? I know this, he's really good at it, <laughs> yeah. know, so, but it's funny. He won like mo most of the tournaments he did this year. He, he dominated my, my wife and I would look at each other like, 
is he having fun? He'd get his hand raised. He wouldn't, he wouldn't smile. I, I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> he's, really, he's really good at it, but I, I don't know. We'll see if he loves it or not, but it's been fun. It's been hard. There are times where it's challenging because I know how hard this sport is and I know how, what it takes to be great. And it's like, is that what you really want? But you know, my, my eight-year-old, he's almost nine. We had a talk, we talked about it the other day and it's like, you know, he had baseball tryouts and he wanted to play travel ball. And so they had baseball tryouts on Monday and he was really nervous beforehand. And so we were talking about nerves and how to handle it. He, he nailed it, dude. He did, he did so well. I'm so proud of him at tryouts. He did so well. We still have to hear back. He made the team, but he controlled what he could control. He did really well. Um, and, you know, we were talking afterwards and I was saying kind of like the man in the arena speech of, you know, I'm proud of you for just going to try out. A lot of kids, you know, only, only 30 kids showed up in our whole town to try out because, other kids and their parents, they're nervous, right? What if you put it on the line and you don't succeed? Like that, that rejection is too hard for them. So they stay at home. Like, and he, we, we see, he's like, well, if you don't try out, you definitely don't make it. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> he didn't understand that, which I was proud of him. But point being, um, you know, really, he doesn't really have an option, right? Your option is you don't try or you put it all, you put your heart out there and maybe you get turned down sometimes, but that's the way it is. That's, that's pretty much the only path there is. So, yeah, I mean, Hey, uh, well, welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah. And wrestling's a great metaphor for that, right? It's, yeah. it's one of the truest things there is, you know, someone's getting their hand raised, someone isn't, we got to figure out how to deal with that. Do you still um, spend time over? Um, do you take your kids over to watch pit wrestling matches still? Or a little bit, a little bit. So, so I, um, I took a whole bus down last year, which was fun. You know, it was great. We got to make a tunnel and the pit kids ran through and high five them and you know, it's funny how quickly the, the team changes, whereas kids I recruited are already graduating, right? But um, uh, I'm still close with, with some of the athletes in the team, Nino Bonacorsia and Jake Wenzel and those guys that I were able to coach when they were growing up. Um, you know, it, I, honestly, things ended weird for me at Pitt. You know, when we lost our head coach, Jason Peters, I sort of finished out the year and then I, I, I moved on. I was forced to move on. And, and so I didn't get to end on my terms. So it's a little bit, it's a little weird in that regard, but- um, A little sour. I don't know if sour is the right word. It's just weird. You know, if, if yeah. you got told, Hey, don't come back next week. Like, you know, you go from loving something one day to it's, it's just weird. So. Yeah. And uh, hopefully one day uh, it'll, it'll come full circle for you. Oh, for sure. And honestly, um, the kids I coach, one of the benefit of having a pit down the road is you have a division one program right down the road. Not everybody has that benefit. And so certainly, you know, I want to make sure our kids are able to enjoy that and be involved with it and, and watch and, and Pitt's going to get better and better and better. They, they, they're a good team, and they're going to continue to be a good team. So, That's awesome. All right, man, you ready for my 10 questions? Far away. Duquesne Incline or Phipps Conservatory? Phipps Conservatory. It's beautiful. Lemieux yeah. or Sid the Kid? Lemieux, just for nostalgia, you know, growing up. Pierogies or dumplings? Pause. And Lemieux has done a lot of amazing things for this city. You know, my kid was, my kid was uh, two months premature. Calvin, my oldest son, and um, Lemieux had a lot to do with that NICU that he was born in and also a separate uh, facility that they moved him to for a month where you could like stay and live in the facility. It's more like a home. It's the Mario Lemieux house. And so their family's done a tremendous job in Pittsburgh. So Mario Lemieux. All right. What was the next one? Pierogies and um, pierogies or dumplings? Pierogies. Yeah. Yeah. Kielbasa or sausage? Oh, man. Now we're getting now we're getting fat. Uh, kielbasa. Yeah. Let's go all all out greasy. Yeah. (laughs) Steelers or penguins? Uh, probably penguins. Yeah. Pens. Primontis or Carson street deli? 
Hermione's, yeah. I mean, just, yeah, it's hard to beat. It's our thing. It's loaded. <laughs> coleslaw, French fries, giant. Yeah, Italian bread. It's good. Pit, pit wrestling or pit football? Oh, gosh, that's too easy. Wrestling. <laughs> pit wrestling over anything, yeah. Yeah, Big Ben or Bradshaw? Uh, Big Ben. You know, he's catching flack lately, but, man, he gave us some good good years. So that was fun. All right, so, so some pit alum, Marino or Dorsett? Dorset. Yeah. All right. The Pittsburgh Zoo or the PBG Aquarium? Uh, honestly, the zoo, but they're both awesome. The zoo. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, doing have, a, they're doing a drive through at the zoo. Like you can, because of the Corona thing, you stay in your car and you drive through the zoo. Unreal. Oh, that's really dope. I, I would do that. <laughs> that's, that's like really the laziest cool. way you can go look at animals. Right. But yeah. Yeah. How do you get those little wax? Do they still do the zoo still sell those little wax things that come out of it? You remember when you'd go to the zoo and you were a kid and put a quarter in and like the wax line come falling out? I wonder if they still uh, do that stuff. No, I don't think, I don't think they have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was, uh, yeah. They, I don't even think, do quarters still exist anymore? Like metal yeah, quarters? I think you put Bitcoin in and then uh, you get <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Hey, so uh, thank you so much, man. I, I do appreciate it. And I mean, I love all the coaches out there that are doing amazing things with the sport. I see what they're doing for kids. Feel free to um, share this on Ward Wrestling Live. Share it to wherever you want to share it. Um, I'll try and go and tag you. I've got um, next, I've got Coach Betterman coming on over at USA Wrestling. Nice. So uh, uh, I was I was reading a little bit about him. Um, he was a pretty good wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. That's amazing. I love I love the whole idea of what you're doing. You know, talking, not letting people share their stories. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I hope on the other end of this, um, I can get my wife to have the confidence again to allow me to take my son or both sons out of the house because I'd love to meeting so many cool people around the country through this platform. I would love to like get in the truck and yeah. drive around and, and go like club hopping. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be really cool. Yeah, and, that'd be really cool. And get to meet people and just get let my kid get to experience some. Um, some different things like last year was his first year in an off season club. Yeah. Uh, so he went 0 30, but he stuck with it. So I was like, okay, well, he's got, he's got what it takes. Right. Absolutely. Uh, because I think after 30 losses and you haven't like just said, you know, I've had enough, I think you're, you're staying. So we yeah. found a club and he got to experience. I remember the first tournament he went to with the club was like Disney duels and he had only been there like a month or something. So he hadn't even really hit like next level anything yet. And yeah, and he gets like the second dual match at Disney was against a team from Pennsylvania. Okay. I remember he, he, he lined up and right when the whistle blew, the kid just blasted him right off the mat. And he was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is oh, different. God. Right. Handled it right though? Yeah. Handled it great. Got back in, wrestled with them. He ended up losing, but then he got to wrestle. I, I feel like the best thing, and I have only been there once we were looking forward to this year, but people ask me if I had experienced Disney and what my opinion is of it. I said, the best thing about Disney duels is not the actual tournament, but I think the back room, my son must've got 30, 40, 50 matches in the back room. Just, just they, they line them up and they get a ref and they've got the tables and they just, they just go. So when you're not, when you don't have matches, you can just catch. I didn't know uh, that what do they call it? Like call outs or whatever they call it. Matches or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. And it was really awesome because these kids are back there. 
man, what, what are you getting two, three seasons in and, and like absolutely a couple of days. So I think that that was really a great experience for him because wow. you could see him kind of progress right in the room there. So it was cool. And he's learning, you know, I saw him this year go from where, you know, he went from where, you know, what do, what do they say? You guys coaches, I'm learning. They say uh, first step is don't get pinned. <laughs> Second step, like make it the whole way through a match sure. and win the ones you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and then start to win the close ones. And then you start to be the one winning. So nice. I saw him towards the end of the year, start to get those close ones under his belt. So cool. I'm hoping uh, he gets stronger during the summer. And I'll tell you what, man, it, it's the, the road to success, as you know, it's, it's like this, right. And um, what I realized when I stepped, when I got a little bit away from the sport, you know, we had some hard things in our life. My wife had brain cancer and me finding a job and those sort of things. And, and you realize, like, you know, the quote is everything, once you wrestle, everything in life is easy. And I don't know about all that, but I do know that, you know, I, I accomplished a lot in the sport of wrestling. And, but getting my hand raised when I was 18, winning a state title was really fun. But it didn't get me through those hard moments. What got me through those hard moments were all the really crappy days that led up to that hand raise. All those really crappy, hard moments where you didn't quit and you didn't give up. That's where you draw your power from. That's where you draw your confidence later in life um, is really from those hard things. And you start to realize, like, you're thankful for those moments now because those are what those are what really um, make you who you are. It's not the, the, the rush when you get your hand raised. That's that's the easy part. Um, and that stays with you. But you draw back on those hardships. Those experiences are what stick with you. So, yeah, cool. that's awesome. And uh, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, this was amazing. And. I hope uh, I can meet you in person one day. And, That'd be cool. and thank you so much for, for what you do for the sport. And you have a great day. All right, man. Good luck. Keep going. All See right, you. pal. See you.